Hello and welcome to the Buckle Bomb Show AEW All Out Preview. I'm here with my broadcast partner Anthony Roan from the Buckle Bomb Show that drops every Sunday where we talk about all the news and rumors in professional wrestling. Right now, we're going to go through the card of AEW All Out match by match and uh, discuss what we think might happen and give our predictions. All right, first up, we will be jumping right into it here. Let me move over to the proper screen. And I'm on the AEW website, which by the way sucks. And we're going to go down. We'll talk about this in the reverse order here. So the first order will or the first match we'll talk about is uh, Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm actually pretty excited about this match. Um, I think it'll be a pretty darn good one. Ricky Starks, obviously, in the midst of a little bit of a face turn here. Uh, I think... Hmm. This is this is a toss-up. Let's say I think uh, Ricky Starks goes over here. But what do you, what do you uh, think will happen here? You know, the first thing I have to say about this match is, holy hell, who knew that this is the mob? I'm a little shocked that this hasn't been turned into, like, a Chicago street fight yet or anything like that because of the pure emotion in this match. Uh, you have Ricky Stark. He's in in phase right now where he's coming into his own as a singles competitor. Uh, you can see that with the shirt and the outfits that he's wearing. Um, as far as who goes over in this, common sense in me tells me that, that Powerhouse Hobbs needs the victory more. Uh, the spotlight's always been on Ricky Starks in one aspect or another. FTW champion for such a long time, and so on, so on, and so forth. But you would also think that Ricky Starks is going to get the win in this. All right, yeah, so both of us for Ricky Starks, even though you think Powerhouse might need a little bit more. All right. All right, yeah. uh, we'll move on to the next match listed here, Jungle Boy versus Christian. Christian with his uh, excellent heel turn here. Uh, that's been uh, a nice little grudge match here. What do you think will happen in this match? I think Christian Cage will actually go over, though. He'll keep his heat, and they might keep this feud going a little bit. What do you think? Uh, I think Jungle Boy's going over. They're going to end it. I mean, first off, if I would have told you in 2022 we would give a shit about what Christian Cage is doing, Nobody would believe that. But here we are in one of the most intriguing feuds in all that. Yeah. Is Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. After all the dirt that Christian Cage has thrown on Jungle Boy's dead dad and that, you need Jungle Boy to get his revenge on that. All right. We'll move on to the next match. It's a trios match. Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns from Impact Wrestling. I think this one's pretty straightforward. I think FTR and Wardlow go over. I find it a little odd, disappointing, that after the year FTR and Wardlow have each had, that they're kind of, I don't want to say buried, but they're in this match that doesn't have a whole lot of meaning. Uh, what do you think happens here? First off, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm actually disappointed in a match that's going to have the Motor City Machine right. Guns in it. 
one of the greatest tag teams of my generation going against one of the greatest tag teams of all time. I'm pissed off that this match is an FTR versus the Young Bucks for the AEW tag team titles. I'm just going to be blunt and honest. That's why I agree. My interest in this match, for the despite the talent that's in this match and how excited I am to actually see FTR versus Mercy Machine Guns, which blows my fucking mind that this is happening. It's not the match that should be on this card, and you got to give it to FTR and Wardlow. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, uh, the next match to be talked about here is for the TBS Women's Championship. Athena will be challenging Jade Cardgill. Uh, I don't see Jade losing just yet. I think she continues on her hot streak here, on her winning streak, and holds on to the title, uh, probably through some shenanigans. Uh, what do you think is going to happen here? I think all good things must come to an end, and I think because of those shenanigans, it's what's going to cost Jade Cargill that match. Really? I mean, now might be the good time to get it done at, at an all-out pay-per-view. And the best part about it is, if it's because of the shenanigans that she's trying to pull against Athena, it doesn't make her look weak in any way, shape, or form. Right. So you're still saving what she is as the character. And Athena, proven champion, Ember Moon in WWE, one of the more entertaining females that never got the push they deserved. Then again, with Daddy Trips in charge, if she doesn't win this, she might be on her way out. Who knows? But I just see Athena winning. You could certainly have, like, say, Akira Hogan trying to interfere on behalf of Jade and actually screwing screwing it up and costing Jade the match accidentally. And that would be an interesting angle. And now, you know, maybe Jade turning on our baddies or something along those lines. And that could spin off into future storylines. That, that, that's an interesting way to go. All right. Hey, look, I, I would love that because nobody deserves a singles push in women's wrestling right now more than Kira Hogan. I don't know if you're familiar with any of her work in Impact. Not much. But, dude, she's absolutely... Absolutely fucking incredible. I don't think gets the respect she deserves. All right. Up next, we've got the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaimed. Again, we kind of talked about where we thought the Tag Team Championship should be. It should be the Bucks champions, and they should be defending against FTR. But here we are, Swerve in Our Glory, your champs. And they're defending against the acclaimed. What do you think is going to happen here? God, I really don't care to be honest. Yeah. Normally, when we're running down WWE premium live events, I'm usually the guy to say I don't, don't care the whole way. And then I can't wait till we get to an AEW pay per view. And I'm all in on it. No pun intended there. I don't get the acclaimed. I, I'm not a fan of theirs. We've seen the rapping gimmick of it's a way for Max Caster to get cheap heat by saying some random dumb shit that usually gets him in trouble or suspended so why are you going to put the tag team championship make another Duke lacrosse rape joke in a week and not be on TV for a month so you're saying the belts stay with Swerve in our glory I'm saying I'm going to build the time machine from Dragon Ball 
go back, take the cocaine away from Tony Khan, and prevent him from booking Swerve in Our Glory from ever being tag team champion. All right. And yet they will likely continue to have the belts after this pay-per-view the way I see it. All right. We've yes. got our fatal four-way here for the AW Interim Women's World Championship after Thunder Rosa had to bow out. Tony Storm, Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida. Who do you see winning this match? I mean, it's obvious it's going to be Tony Storm. I think so. Uh, you think you think with Jamie Hayter and uh, Britt Baker in the same match being a part of the same faction that G- Britt Baker had the best shot, but I think we're going to see a fraction here between the two of them. Uh, Hikaru Shida, if she wins, I think it's going to be an apology for fine. Uh, if you remember, we haven't seen her around in a while due to the, uh, the whole, whole delay in Japan thing. But there's no way it's not going to be Tony Storm. It seems like that's what they were building to the entire time before Thunder Rosa went. And there was a report of that. That being said... There was a report of that, and sometimes, ooh, they know what we're going to do. Let's switch it up. Certainly, you could see any one of these win it. Tony Storm was obviously where they were headed. I'm going to throw a curveball here. I'm going to say it's going to be Hikaru Shida. I think they're going to throw us a little bit of a curveball in this match, and... I'm I'm actually pretty excited. I'm not a big fatal four way or triple threat match. Those 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 matches can be tough, but I'm I'm excited for this one and to see where they go with it. Alright, the next one on here is the American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus Lionheart Chris Jericho. This is This is just gonna be a classic match, obviously. Two greats. Uh Chris Jericho getting up there in age. He can't do everything he used to do, but can still put on a heck of a match when he wants to. Uh, and obviously he'll be in there with with Brian Danielson, who is just one of, if not the best wrestler in the world right now. How do you see this going down? You can't. It, it, it has to be Brian Danielson. Just up the JAS. They've made Jericho such a prick in this. They've made him have such a punchable face throughout. And in order to further the storyline that's Daniel Garcia and Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson needs this one. All right. There are a couple of matches I'm just now realizing aren't on here. So I am going to find it real quick. But I know there's a uh, casino ladder match, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, and Eddie Kingston's on this card now, too. He has a match against Ishii. That's right. Well, let's talk about the... uh, I'm bringing it up here. Let's talk about the ladder match first. We've got here... I'll bring it up on the screen. We've got... uh, Penta, Ray Phoenix, uh, Rush Tour Blanco, Andrade, uh, Lucha, Lucha Angel. 
Wheeler Yuta and Claudio Castagnoli, along with, of course, the Joker. What do you see happening in this match? It should be, you know, obviously with all these names and a crazy wild ladder match. What do you see happening here? Any idea who the Joker could be? All right, so I'm not going to lie. When I realized that Anne Roosh was in this match, uh, uh, that got me super stoked for it. Um, as far as Claudio and Willer, you know, they kind of seem out of place considering the kind of wrestling they're doing right now. I'm done guessing. <laughs> I said this last week on the show, and I'll continue my stance today. Waiting for your favorite pro wrestler to show up in a promotion is like being a Dallas Cowboys fan. Every year, we then boys, this is our year, and you just enter week 14 with your face in your hands crying. I, uh, this is a tough one because there are a lot of people who here who could win. Obviously, I, I would say maybe Wheeler Yuta. But then it, that depends on who the Joker is. The Joker, more often than not, is the one that's going to be... They're either making a debut or a comeback or of some sort. And they want to push that guy in their match. So more than likely, the Joker could win here. But I would see maybe Wheeler Yuta getting a little bit of the, of the rub here. Unless you're thinking of something different. I'm thinking that the Joker is going to be someone you don't expect coming in from like New Japan or Impact. I don't think it's going to be like a permanent hire situation. Right. I think it's going to be just a one and done pop up deal. However, I mean, oh man, I think the Joker, that would be a great spot to throw Juice Robinson into. Could, I just had this um, thought. He's, he's not exactly, he's a big dude, not exactly a ladder match guy, but I mean, you could throw him in here. He just made his return. On Dynamite, W. Morrissey. Do you think there's a possibility he could be the Joker? You know, absolutely. Because if you remember last year in the ladder match, you had Powerhouse Brian, you had Powerhouse Hobbs, Brian Cage, and you had uh, Keith Lee. Right. So the room for a big man in this match, absolutely. Um, however. I think we're going to be seeing... Uh, I think Penna's got to go over. Penna, okay. All right. And what... Oh, wait a second. Oh, whoa, whoa. I just realized something. Are these tag teams? Is this for a tag team spot? Uh, the winner will earn a future shot at the World Championship. The AEW World Championship. Then why do you have the Ungovernables, Penta and Phoenix, and Blackpool Combat Club? What the fuck? This is another Tony Khan cocaine fever dream. <laughs> You're getting people here together to, uh, hey, tag teams. That, that Actually, I, I don't mind that to a certain degree. You got tag teams here. There's a story that could be told there. Hey, this is for a chance at the world title. Like, yeah, you're my partner, but this is for a chance at the world title. 
And I don't think that'll be an issue oh. with like Claudio and Wheeler because the Blackpool Combat Club and the way they are story wise is hey, we're we're about that life. We'll still be in the same group, but we can kick each other's ass too. But you know, maybe the other teams it might be there might be some division come through among them, and that could be an interesting wrinkle to the story into this latter match. I also think, though, the one person that we're not talking about, Lucha Angel. If that is who I think that is. Man, I I don't know. <laughs> and the uh, Kingston Ishii match is on the pre-show. But if you want to talk about what we can briefly. I think they're just bringing Ishii in the stretch Eddie Kingston is kind of like a punishment. Really? Yeah, that's on the zero hour pre show. Yeah. Huh. I don't Yeah, it's gonna be that that's it's gonna be a hard hitting match. But... That sounds awful WWE of them. I don't know about that. Hey, we're gonna put you with this guy oh. who's just gonna be in the ring to punish you a little bit for the transgression you made. That's a little We'll see. <laughs> All right, and of course, we've got the big match that was made official finally on Wednesday's Dynamite. CM Punk versus John Moxley, the rematch for the AEW world title after an absolutely fantastic promo from Punk and from Ace Steel, who got fined for saying the F word on TV. What do you see happening in this match? It's a broken ego and a broken foot against the undisputed AEW Heavyweight Championship. I am over the CM Punk experiment in WWE or in AEW. Everything Triple H said about CM Punk on his way out was 100% correct. Looking back at everything, if you had 2020 hindsight, I I, I hope Mox wins. But because Tony Khan loves to blow Chicago and the fan base. You know it's going to end up being CM Punk. I think it should be CM Punk. but And again, obviously, I'm the big punk mark. So, But you, you said this to me in a message earlier today that, that you're kind of over the CM Punk experiment. Which I disagree, first off, that it was an experiment. But... I think his return has been mostly successful. Punk's going to be Punk, and he's going to have his his issues with people backstage occasionally. But I think he's been good in a lot of the metrics. Now, obviously, the ratings, people have debated whether or not the ratings have substantially improved because of him. They haven't really, not consistently, but... You know, there are a lot of other metrics. There's merch, there's ad sales, there's all this stuff. So I don't think he's been a failure by any stretch. Are you shaking your head at me? I just realized what's going to fucking happen. I just realized what's going to fucking happen. CM Punk's going to win. No questions asked. I think think that's obvious. I think Punk should win. But what's it setting up for? The rematch between him and MJF. Wouldn't that be fantastic? The best feud AEW's ever had to this point, I think. 
uh, bite your whore mouth. It's not the best feud they've had so far at this point. But at the same time, though, it's just... Again, another reason why I'm souring on AEW so hard. You have such a captivating and large roster. There are so many people on that roster that deserve more hitting. Do we really need MJF versus CM Punk again? Like at this exact moment in time? Yeah. Could, could we have? Yes. If it, because it'll sell. It will sell. It's box office. But if what bigger invest... match could they do again? If you're going to do a rematch and it's going to be MJF's first shot at the uh, world title? Then what the hell was the point of putting it on on Moxley in the first place? See, that's that's the one thing is that I don't think it ever should have been on Moxley, the interim championship. I think it should have gone to a heel. Uh, a dastardly heel for CM Punk to... You know, he's co- his comeback's going to be at All Out in Chicago. And, you know, instead, even in Chicago, you're going to get some people that are for Mox and you're going to split the fan base a little bit. I think that interim championship should have been on a heel, on an out- outright heel. And you wouldn't have had a bigger pop for CM Punk to go in and kick his ass and win. Even if they did the storyline the same way that they're doing it now with Punk actually losing on a Dynamite match and this and that, eh. It, it generated a lot of buzz and controversy for a week, which I guess was the point. But it also, I think, hampered the story a little bit coming into the match. Still very intriguing. It, it could go either way, but I think it's really, especially after the way that promo went, where Punk was downtrodden. And he's like, I, I don't know if maybe maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. And then Ace Steel had to come out with the help of the fans, to, to the Chicago fans, to get him back feeling himself again. As oh wait, I I'm CM Punk. I, this is you know I'm I'm a fighter. You can't kill me. And Moxley is not going to be the one to do it. I think at that point, character wise, CM Punk kind of has to go over. And I think that's the you plan. Know, let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and get some heat on myself. The Chicago fans have to rally around this guy to get him back. If I'm a professional wrestler, the last crowd on the face of the fucking planet I want to rally behind me is the Chicago fans, okay? You went 100 years without winning a guys and got your hopes up because of a fucking movie made in the 80s. Calm down, okay? I would trust a Cowboys fan before i trust a Cubs fan. With that being said, I... What Switchblade was the IWGP champion at Forbidden Door, correct? I believe so. It should have been Switchblade versus Mox for the interim championship. You already had the IWGP Tag Team Championships coming to AEW. Send their big title over to Japan to get a little bit more rub and prestige. Then set up Jay White versus CM Punk. That would have made more sense to me. Instead, you have yourself in this confusing fucking clusterfuck of a situation where a lot of fans are lost, a lot of fans are soured on who the opponent for Moxley is, a lot of people are soured on this whole situation in general. This is like the... 
and it feels like Vince Russo is booking this in 2000's WCW. Ah, uh, well, speaking of Vince Russo, that's a news item for the Buckle Bomb Show on Sunday. I don't know if you heard about that, but we'll talk about that then. Uh, God save the Queen. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, I, we both say CM Punk's going over here. You're not happy about it. I'm happy about it. I think that's what should happen. But, uh, that'll just about do it, unless there's anything else you want to talk about with All Out. This is the first time I can honestly say that I'm give a cinnamon toast fuck less about an AEW card. Look at Literally. You. Look at you. More excited for the WWE than AEW. Huh? How no, I'm actually that? more excited for Worlds Collide at 4 p.m. on Peacock <laughs> Sunday. At least I get to see the Lions, maybe. I think she's on that card. Mandy, for sure, though. I mean, fuck. Well, bullshit. Get us out of here. Hey, hey, we're we're in September. That means in about 29 days, 28 days, we'll be at a uh, NXT. We'll be seeing Nikita Lyons live and in person. So think about that. That'll cheer you up a little bit. It's not happening. <laughs> I give. I'm, you know she's gonna get involved in some weird ass feud for the women's championship because they're gonna integrate the NXT and the main roster one, and it's gonna go back to the way it was originally supposed to be because. Everybody knows that was Triple H's idea to begin with. And she's going to get in some weird fucking feud where she's not going to be doing XT house show loops anymore because they need her for a fucking super card in Tupelo. <laughs> All right. On that note, that'll do it for this AEW All Out preview show. We will see you guys on Sunday for the Buckle Bomb Show. The preceding announcement has been paid for by Bomb Media Productions.